Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. We have such wonderful feasts after the Easter season ends, and we have Pentecost, and then we have Holy Trinity Sunday, and then we have Corpus Christi, and then we have the Sacred Heart. There's this just wonderful f series of fireworks that continue on after the season of Easter. And the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity that we celebrate on the weekend after Pentecost contains the central mystery of our faith. Jesus, in the Gospel, which is really short from the book of Matthew in chapter 18, is with the 11 disciples at a mountain in Galilee. And there they're worshiping him. And Jesus approaches them to say, All power in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He gives us there the sign of the cross that we make. And Jesus says, teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. And then the, one of the most beautiful verses ever, he says, behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Right there in my mind, Jesus is giving us the two most magical, miraculous things that our faith contains. One is the Holy Trinity and the other one that he remains with us until the end of time, which is the Eucharist. The idea that Jesus remains with us as our food, that he remains right there in, our, in, in, the, in his very own presence in the middle of our daily life in our church so that we can actually consume him is such an incredible idea that is real. It's not just something we think about. It's actually a presence. Jesus remains with us. We connect that to the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 4 where Moses is talking to the people and saying that God, God created man and goes through some of the important parts of the story of salvation through Egypt and says that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on earth below there is no other. You must keep his statutes and commandments that I enjoin to you, that you may have a long life. We see the relationship of Moses to God the Father. We see God speaking from the midst of the fire. So we already see fire as the Holy Spirit. We already see God remaining in, in connection with his people in the Ark of the Covenant. So those prefigures that we have in the Old Testament are beautiful descriptions of the Holy Trinity, of the Holy Trinity having Jesus as the Word at the beginning of creation, the Holy Spirit as the love between the Father and the Son in motion through the entire Old Testament as prophets are speaking and the Holy Spirit is moving as kings are anointed. And Jesus then sends the Holy Spirit to us so that we can receive the Holy Spirit now that Jesus regains the authority. 
having defeated death. So how do we respond? Psalm 33, blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. We can say, thank you, Father, for making us your adopted sons and daughters, because all your works are trustworthy. And by your word, the word of God, Jesus himself, the, the heavens were made. And the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. We, every time we say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we are literally putting a shield over our lives, blessing ourselves, blessing our children, blessing our homes, our possessions, those around us. It's a very beautiful thing for a husband to bless his wife and the children, for the wife to bless the children, the children to bless each other, for my husband and I to bless one another before we go to bed. And why do we do this? We are part of a royal family. Paul reminds us of that on the second reading of Romans chapter 8. He says, brothers and sisters, we haven't received a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption. And with that, we cry, Abba, Father. We call him Daddy. And we are joint heirs with Christ so that we may be glorified with him, working with him, laboring with him, making the world better than we found it in his holy name. So we go to the we go to the throne to say, Father, sanctify us. We glorify you. We thank you. We give you glory. We ask that you sanctify us. You have set us apart. That is what sanctification means. You have consecrated us, Father. You have called us by name. You have given us a new family. We pray for our families that just like you have a family that includes the Son and the Holy Spirit, the love between the two of you, Father, that that love may exist in our families, in our hearts, that we may rejoice in the salvation that has been given us to us in Jesus Christ, our Savior, that we may call for the saving power that Jesus makes available to be distributed to those that most need it, to our spouses, to our children, to our parents, to our siblings, to extended family members, to co-workers, to neighbors, to the leaders of the church and the leaders of the country, to the world, so that everyone may know and recognize that you are our Father, that you love us, and that following your precepts, Father, is a very important thing to do. Your precepts, precepts are trustworthy, and they give rest and peace to the soul. We give you thanks and ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.